Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. You are listening to the best of Home Design Chat with Nancy. Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I am your host, Nancy Hugo. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. Today is October 22nd. I hope you're getting those pumpkins ready for next week. I know there's going to be a lot of little kids waiting to go trick-or-treating, especially since we're over COVID for the most part. Well, let's get started. I want to talk about kitchen remodeling and how long it's going to take. This is the question that I have been asked most frequently when I meet with clients. How long is this project going to take? Well, it depends on a lot of things, but don't forget, this is not HGTV, so it can't be done in a week or a day. It does take time. It's probably the most complicated room in your home to remodel, and baths come in as a close second, but nothing like kitchens. There's a lot of moving parts to your project. So it could possibly take even longer. You can't hold us to an estimate of time because there's so many things that could affect this timeline. If something's going to go wrong, guess what? It definitely will. Uh, and we try to avoid those things, but sometimes you can't. Whether it's uh, something small like needing a replacement door, and believe me, I have done so many kitchens where there's a door that has to be reordered or restained, or it was the wrong swing, you know, and nobody's at fault. Well, somebody is, but uh, we have to take the time to correct the problem. It, there's always a solution. So no sense in getting all upset. And you have to figure that, wow, the whole kitchen was completed and I'm missing a door. Okay. The kitchen can still function without it. Uh, sometimes major things go wrong. I would consider the a new door being ordered as you know, a simple, common thing that I've done so many times. But what do you think happens to the timeline when the countertop uh, drops off the truck and breaks into several pieces and the fabricator has to go back and get more product and he has to refabricate and then install. So that's going to drag your timeline two inches, uh, two inches, two weeks out. So just think of how your kitchen's going to look at the end of the project and keep thinking of that because things will go wrong. Isn't that Murphy's law? You know, if something's going to go wrong, it will go wrong. Now, unfortunately that does happen a lot. So how you can start your project and hopefully work on a good timeline is establishing a budget first. And I've done so many podcasts where I tell you how to start your project. Where do you start? And establishing a budget is very important because if you don't have a budget, you don't want to be surprised at the end of the uh, quote that your general contractor gives you or and when you go look at cabinets and had no idea what the end price is going to be. So a budget is important. And then working with a professional where he or she can keep you within budget and also design within your budget and mine is extremely important. No sense in hoping and wishing 
for a $10,000 range when your budget doesn't include that. That can blow a budget really big time. So then you have to consider the product lead times, and that's going to affect your whole project and when it's going to be finished. Uh, Cabinets and appliances probably have the longest lead time. Now, appliances we've talked over the past couple of years have a long lead time because of the supply chain. And I know they're correcting that, and some appliances are available more readily than others. I would suggest if you have your heart set on a particular brand and you find out that the lead time is 10 weeks, 12 weeks, and you don't want to wait that long, you have to be open enough to change brands to look at other products. So don't have your heart set on something that's possibly made in England And by the time it gets here, it's going to be 20 weeks. It doesn't work for your your schedule. doesn't work for mine either. So you have to look ahead. Uh, Another thing, cabinets. Are they custom cabinets or stock cabinets? And that will play an important role in your schedule. Now, there are custom cabinet uh, shops that really don't have long lead times, and they might be able to get it out in six weeks or eight weeks. And then some of them, of course, are real busy, and they might tell you 20 weeks. And the same goes with stock cabinets. And by stock, I mean uh, typically something you would buy out of a showroom, um, maybe made in the United States, or uh, cabinets that are from a big box store, they typically have a shorter lead time unless there's a problem that they're having getting the wood or getting, um, actually getting people to work there. You always have to check. So before you have your heart set on a particular cabinet, you know, ask general questions like, what is the lead time? How long will it take me to get this uh, line of cabinets? And you might have to switch your thinking. So here are some of the questions that people ask when we're doing the project or before, actually. Um, Some of the things that I ask are, what is your favorite part of the kitchen that you have now? And that helps to work with the client, I find, and find out what they like and what they dislike. And it starts out with, okay, I don't have enough light in my kitchen, or I don't have enough prep space, or I don't have enough storage space. So that's important. And then, of course, if your kitchen has to be totally redesigned, that's going to take longer um, longer time for the designer to work with you. And then you have to tell them, what do you want to add to your kitchen? Again, if you have a refrigerator, a dishwasher, and a freestanding range, and you want to change to more luxurious, more um, professional appliances, of course, it's going to take longer to get those appliances. So be very cognizant of what you want in your kitchen. So talking about kitchens, I want to talk about monogram appliances. Now, this is a particular appliance line where they do have stock, so you don't have to wait long. I was just told by the rep that they do have many of their products in stock, and you might have to wait a week. And some of the kitchen showrooms who do have stock maybe just have to wait a day. 
Um, but Monogram is the way to go. They have a great selection of appliances and they do have smart appliances. A lot of those appliances are controlled, not necessarily they have to be controlled, but they're controlled with their smart HQ app. And so that elevates the way that you interact with your home and with your appliances by allowing things to say preheat or when you're looking for a recipe, they have recipes on their oven and they're constantly being updated. So if you want to learn more about Monogram, go to monogram.com. Or I always suggest that you visit a showroom that has a Monogram kitchen set up with working appliances. You know, if you want to buy appliances, you want to try them out first. You want to see how they work. You know, if you're the type of person that just likes to warm up food, you really don't have to go into very expensive upgraded appliances. But if you're interested in cooking, and they say that good appliances make good chefs, so you want to try everything out. So that's monogram.com. Check them out. I know I have a monogram kitchen. I love it. Okay, so we were talking about lead times. And of course, um, how long the kitchen is going to take really depends on you, the client, but also a lot of the parts and pieces that you're going to need for your remodel. So where do you start? I'm going to give you some hints on how to start your remodel. So after planning your kitchen and you have to, again, list what you like, what you don't like, and get a professional kitchen designer to work with you. Uh, believe it or not, what you pay them, you will save in aggravation and also in dollars. So get your designer be truthful, tell them what your budget is. And um, then once she does or he does the planning, then you have to interview a general contractor, unless you're going to do the work yourself. And, you know, if you're extra handy and you want to do the work yourself, I say go for it. If you want to part it out and say, okay, you'll do the demolition and maybe you'll do the painting and that takes those items away from the general contractor. Well, that's fine. And you could save money. But if it's going to take you a month to demo your kitchen, well, then your timeline has moved way down to the calendar. So if you're in a hurry, then you're willing to pay people to do it. And you always have to check out contractors just to uh, get a couple of bids to make sure that it's apples to apples. That's very important. Okay, so what is the average timeline of doing a kitchen? Well, it depends on how much you want to do to your kitchen. Now, if you just want to um, paint the cabinets, change out the hardware, update the backsplash, get new appliances that will fit into the space of your existing appliances, and if everything is ready to go, it should take one or two weeks. Actually, you can get that done before Christmas, which is in two months. Uh, let's see. Oh, a little bit more than two months, but you got to hurry up and get that thing done. A typical kitchen remodel, and that's adding new cabinets, countertops, appliances, reconfiguring the kitchen's layout. Now, I'm going to say four to eight weeks, but I never tell you to start unless you have all your appliances and cabinetry ordered and you know the lead time. If you decide to demo your kitchen and then your cabinets aren't going to be ready for six weeks, well, that's a waste of your time. And also, 
you could be using the kitchen in those six weeks. So you have to plan that out. And again, if you're working with a general contractor, they'll plan it out. So that four to eight weeks is, is a good timeline because if you're getting countertops, you have to get your flooring in if you're going to change out the floor, which most of you do. Then you have to get your cabinets in, and then you have to get the countertops templated. So that means that they're going to measure for the countertops, and they are not going to bring it the next day. This takes time to fabricate. Hopefully, you've already picked out your materials for your countertops. And then your fabricator has to measure. He also has to fit you in his schedule. He has to fabricate, and he has to install. Unless you're getting laminate, don't plan on anything shorter than a two-week lead time for your countertops. And that's from template to installation. Some fabricators might even take longer. And then once the countertops are installed, then your plumbing, your sink, your faucet, your dishwasher, that all gets installed. So you have to have the plumber lined up. Now, from experience, I know that plumbers are extremely busy. And if you're not one of their um, repeat customers, and how could you be if you don't do your kitchen every other week. So obviously the people on the plumbers list are the general contractors and their um, homeowners that they frequent. Uh, otherwise, don't be surprised if you're at the bottom of the list. I could say make friends with your plumber and your electrician, but it's easier to find a general contractor who has a team that works with him so he can schedule and there's no delays in your schedule. Doesn't that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, the full-scale overhaul of a kitchen. Well, be ready for this. It could take anywhere from eight weeks to six months, depending on what you're going to do. And again, depending on the lead time. So if you're going to do mm, a total remodel, and um, I'm working on one now, and this is a total remodel. It's taking months and months. And then there's hiccups along the way. There has been problems with uh, getting the tile on time because it came from Europe and there's problems with the Panama Canal and there's problems with shipping and there's problems with uh, truck drivers. The labor is short. And so be prepared and don't get excited when somebody tells you, you know, we thought it was going to take four weeks, but now it's taking eight weeks. There's nothing we can do about it. Just um, calm down, watch, read a book, do something to calm yourself down because you're in the middle of this. You can't do anything about it. So what does affect renovation of kitchens? Well, as I said before, Countertops are really one of the major things that you have no control over because, number one, you can't do anything until the cabinets are in. And also, and a lot of times this has happened, where the fabricators bring the tops, the granite, the engineered stone to the job site, and they go to take it off their truck, and maybe something drops, breaks. They got to go back to the shop. They have to fix it or they have to refabricate. And so you're pushed back. And then maybe they can't do it in a day because they have other jobs scheduled for that time slot. So they do try to fit you in ASAP. Um, you've got the red ticket, which means you're important. They've got to get that done. But you can't bank on it. You have to just kind of go with the flow. Hmm. 
That sounds like an old-fashioned term, but it's true. No sense in yelling at the fabricator or your contractor. Just kind of smile and swallow and say, hey, these things happen. What about product availability? Well, if you have made-to-order cabinets, and the like I said before, the lead time is going to take longer than, say, a stock cabinet, and... These things have happened. Uh, maybe one of his finishers got sick or uh, somebody in the shop got COVID, which I hope they don't get anymore. That's going to uh, drag your timeline out. So be ready for that. Or sometimes their installers are busy and they've, you know, something went wrong on a previous job. And so it's going to be a little later than what they had expected. So you have to be ready for unexpected challenges. Now, a lot of times when you're remodeling an older home, you never know what's going to happen. Many years ago, I was working in a kitchen showroom, and this didn't happen to me, thank goodness. But it happened to a kitchen designer in the showroom. He was remodeling, of all things, he was remodeling a kitchen for a local judge. And everything was going fine. But for some reason, when they were doing the demo, the ceiling fell down, and this was a second-floor house, or a two-story house, and nobody expected the ceiling to fall down. And so that had to be reconstructed, which added to uh, the money. So they needed more money than the original budget that they were working on, and also the time. Who expected them to get a crew to then reconstruct the ceiling? And this could happen anywhere. A lot of times it's uh, very common with the plumbing. It could be an old plumbing issue and they have to replumb the house or maybe the electrical, maybe it was jerry-rigged by the previous owner. And I've seen that a lot where to make it safe, they have to redo the electric. You never know. These things can happen. Like I said before, be prepared for the unexpected and just have an open mind. You know, and most of the time, the kitchens go very easy. Everything flows. You know, if you've got somebody that's used to putting a timeline together, scheduling, ordering the material, and everything is on the job site before you start, which is a must, don't start a project if you're still waiting for the lead time for the cabinets or if you're waiting for the plumbing. Make sure that everything is on site. Um, That will make it go faster. Now, what about communication? If you have no communication with your contractor, and believe me, I knew a general contractor who did not believe in returning calls, did not believe in letting the customers know what was going on. They were getting frustrated. And if there was a delay in something, he never told anybody. So you want to make sure that you've got good communication with your contractor and with all the players, not necessarily you talking to the subcontractors directly, but obviously having a nice um, type of communication. Make sure that your contractor either texts you or uh, answers your phone calls or sends you an email when you have a question. And by the way, I think it's really important that you have weekly meetings with your contractor. So if you have any questions, he can answer them readily, or if you want to make change orders, which I'm going to talk about in a second, because I never uh, want people to make change orders if they can help it. 
change orders are something I try to avoid. And sometimes you can't help but uh, doing a change order, which, by the way, the contractors always want the money for the change order up front. But if you happen to be at the job site and you walk into the kitchen and you notice that, oh, you just want a couple more outlets that you forgot to plan, then you've got to tell your contractor, do not talk to the electrician, please. But tell your contractor, you know, I'd like to add a couple more outlets here, here, there, and whatever. And he will charge you X number of dollars for each outlet. Now, don't decide that you want more outlets after the drywall is in. Because that makes it more complicated. So I always suggest that you visit your job site at every phase. So plumbing and electrical, and then you have to get an inspection uh, for plumbing and electrical anyway. So you should be there. You should look at everything. I have had jobs where people then decide to make major changes in the construction. That's going to delay your timeline. Especially if you go, you know, I didn't want the doorway there. I want it moved over six feet, which then affects the cabinetry and the electrical. So think about your design before you start construction. Otherwise, it's going to add a lot to your bottom line price-wise. Now, the other thing that people have done to me is to change their mind on maybe the plumbing fixtures. And they decided, hey, something just came out. I ordered this faucet, but now I like that one. That one might have a long lead time. It might be twice as much as your original. Bearing in mind, you're not going to do this kitchen every year. So if you really have your heart set on something different other than what you had your general contractor order, you you can, I would suggest you do it so that you don't have a finished project. And then every time you look at the faucet, say, you know, I should have gotten the one I really wanted. Make sure that there's everything there that you want. Make sure that this is what you've been dreaming of. And uh, actually, it'll help if you don't start looking on Google or Pinterest after the job is started. That's probably the worst thing because then you're going to start having buyer's remorse and who wants that. So remember these items, and I did kind of cross, um, I skipped over the idea of permits. Every project in Arizona, anyway, needs a permit. I don't know what it's like in the other states, but I would assume that you have to have permits. Sometimes they take longer than others. It's all according to the town and, you know, how many permits that they're waiting to pass and check on the requirements. Now, if you have a general contractor, he gets the permits. He knows what the requirements are before he gets there so that there's no delay. If you're doing this yourself, find out what you need to show the uh, building association or the board or whatever uh, before you get there so that you're prepared. You know, and while I'm talking about boards, if you live in an HOA, make sure that you know what they require before you start. You know, it gets down to maybe you're changing out the front door and they have to approve it or the outside of your house paint color um, or anything that affects the outside. Then you have to put a request into the HOA and then the board has to meet, you know, and this doesn't happen overnight. So you always have to think about that. How long is that going to take? So you have to plan ahead and count backwards. 
like I said before, if you want to have something done before Christmas, it can't be major, major surgery. But what you can do is start doing your homework now, looking for the cabinetry, finding the kitchen designer, finding the general contractor, and looking at all the available products that you're going to need for the kitchen, uh, looking at flooring tiles or whatever you're using, uh, looking at the different countertops. Make sure that everything flows. Does your backsplash fight with your countertop? And what kind of uh, backsplash do you want? And you know, if you're looking for something different and unusual, how long is it going to take? And what is the cost? So everything has a lead time and everything has a cost. And don't forget what I said before. And sometimes things go wrong. Don't panic because there's always a solution. Always. Never fear. Okay, let's talk about Studio 41. I am grateful for these sponsors. I appreciate that they're sponsoring these podcasts. And um, I know they are. I know they're they're appreciative. So Studio 41, like I have said many, many, many times, is my go-to for my uh, kitchen and bath plumbing fixtures. They have a huge selection. But, of course, they also have 11 showrooms in the Illinois uh, and Chicago area. And they have one in Scottsdale. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're remodeling, or you're just curious, you can go to uh, Studio 41 in Scottsdale, or I'm lucky enough to live around there. So that's why I use that as my go-to place. And as I've said many times, cabinet hardware, if you're just going to do a quick uh, cosmetic change to your kitchen, go to Studio 41, look at all of the cabinet fixtures that are cabinet handles that they offer. Uh, I hate to say it's overwhelming because for me it's not, but you can always get somebody to help you if you're looking for cabinet hardware. And they also have cabinetry, and uh, you would not be sorry if you went on their website and looked at their offerings and check it out at shopstudio41.com. That's shopstudio41.com. I love this showroom. Go there all the time. Okay, so I think to uh, summarize, <laughs> when you are thinking of remodeling and you're going to ask your designer, your contractor, your friend, how long is this going to take? It's going to take as long as it takes. And I know everybody wants a drop-dead date. I mean, I have had clients where they go, if you don't finish this by a certain time, we're going to charge you. Well, you know, like I said before, you have no control over the supply chain or over things that are maybe not available. You might have picked something that they've discontinued. I have gone nuts trying to find things that are discontinued that maybe a showroom in another state has so that I can make my clients very happy. But you have to be logical and you have to have an open mind. So uh, remodeling is not easy, especially if you're going to stay in the house while they're remodeling. So if you do move out, and I have done extensive remodels where the people do have to move out, but they stay someplace, an Airbnb or neighbor's house or a hotel where it's close enough so that they can check on the project. So when it's all done, you are going to be so happy. You're going to love it. You're going to forget. It's like childbirth. You're going to forget everything that happened before that. 
You're just going to enjoy your kitchen. You're going to have your friends and your family over, and you're going to be excited to show them. So I hope this was really helpful. I hope it was. And if you have any questions, you don't hesitate. You can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. So if you enjoyed today's show as much as I enjoyed doing it for you, you can subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. I do these podcasts every week, and it's all about uh, not only kitchen design, but it's everything having to do with your home. So even if you just want to listen to get tips and share them with your friends, or if you know somebody who is going to remodel, you can let your friends know about this podcast. So if you want to learn more about me, I have a website and which I'm sorry, I haven't updated it, but it's uh, quite extensive as far as videos and uh, projects and all about me as only one page because that's what I'm all about. Um, then you can go on that nancyhugo.com. Really simple, easy to remember. And again, if you don't have any questions, good for you. I'm glad that you've got everything under control, but I'm here to answer questions. So email me, nancy at nancyhugo.com. So everybody stay safe. Have a great day. Don't forget to get those pumpkins and I will have another podcast next week. 